The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories, the show where America is the star and the American people. And you can check out our podcast by subscribing on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Up next, a story from our Faith in Action series, where we share with you the stories of people of faith living it out in the public square. Today's story comes to us from the little town of Knoll, Missouri where there's a church that has an unexpected amount of immigrants attending. Here's Pastor Josh Manning and his wife, Lauren, with the story. My name is Josh Manning, uh, and Lauren, you want to dive in? Okay, so yeah, Josh and I have been married nearly 20 years. So uh, we're, we're coming along. I did 20 years at Walmart, uh... I was an assistant manager, and so you worked crazy hours. I mean, you know, 15 days in a row at times. I remember doing that. Um, you know, 12-hour shifts, a lot of those kind of things. He was at Walmart constantly. We lived an hour away from the Walmart in which he worked. And uh, so for a lot of years there, we were, you know, that's that's all we were doing. Mm-hmm. Is I was, I was bringing home a paycheck, and Lauren was at home and was never quite fulfilled. I just never had this feeling that we were doing what God had called us to do. He always said, God has something for us. God's going to do something with us. And I thought, what does that mean? We have 
little kids. We had twins, and two years later, I had another baby. So we had three kids under three. I was 28, trying to homeschool three kids as they grew, and Josh not being around, and trying to be in church and do the right things. It was a difficult season. We decided through, well, God decided (laughs) that it was time for us to do something and follow the Great Commission. And so at the time, our pastor was, I would consider, a Great Commission preacher. He was about sending, he was about missions, and I had never really, truly um, heard a pastor that was so clear and direct. I don't know, it clicked with us. Mm -hmm. I think it clicked around the same time when you agree, Josh. Absolutely. It was like, whoa, we we were watching him, his preaching, we were watching a young family from our church sell everything they owned and move to Peru in the jungles. And they had set up little churches down the Amazon River, and he'd ride this little boat down the Amazon River and disciple the pastors there. And this was a family our age. Mm-hmm. It just just blew us away. And when we had gotten to that church, that family had just left. So we, we mm-hmm. didn't even see them and uh, didn't know them, but knew their story because the whole church was talking about it. Mm-hmm. And that was hugely impactful. Um, the other thing was Lauren made me go to see David Platt speak. And I, I didn't know anything about this guy. But he was talking about, about the concept of just going. That, that is the concept of the gospel is, is you hear the truth and then you go and tell the truth. I mean, that's the basic premise. And so it, it impacted us greatly. Mm-hmm. And so uh, those two and then our, our faithful teaching of a very good pastor, um, mm-hmm. those three uh, just really just pushed us in that position. And we didn't know where we were going to go. But we knew that we were going to share the gospel, whatever whatever means that we had, we were going to do so as boldly and loudly as what we, what we could possibly do. And we found out there was a church in Knoll, Missouri, that the pastor had left, uh, thrown up his hands in disgust and ran screaming, um, as many other pastors had there, to be blunt. What the main industry is in the entire county and in that town is the poultry industry. And so what happened was, is of course you had these these farmers, small-time farmers that can have the chicken houses, but to have workers in a very rural county to be able to work, work the plants, they just, there isn't any. And so probably about 25 years ago, 30 years ago in that ballpark, Hispanic population started to move in. And then relatively more recent times, we started to get refugees from all over the world. Uh, Knoll has an extremely diverse population. There's 30 nations of birth in a town of 2,000 people. There's 10 languages that, in my estimation, are large enough to have a church functioning. And so you have a large number of these refugee population, limited English skills, and so it's a very challenging place to present the gospel, but in some ways it's served up for you in a silver platter because you know where to go to catch these people. You know what I'm saying? So I became pastor of a church that had two primary languages, uh, English speaking, of course, and Scott Corinne. They come from Myanmar. It was also called Burma. You may have heard that. 
they've had been in civil war for it's like the longest running civil war yeah it's like since world war ii yeah they've been in civil war when 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 we found out they were from burma we referred to them at the as the burmese people and that is not something you should do because the burmese government attacks these little josh can explain this better tribes yeah (laughs) Yeah, i come in and attack them so their own country will fight against them so they are very proud to be karen and they have a buddhist background they have a Christian heritage. So there's there's kind of a hodgepodge of religions within the Karen people. Um, but they come to our church. Groups of them come faithfully, and we get to preach the gospel and share Jesus with them. And so not all of the adults necessarily know English in our church. So we, we have a translator, and he's not necessarily a Christian. He's um, not necessarily a Buddhist either. He's kind of a mix of different religions. and But we use the kids, and... And as translators for the parents so we can get to know the parents through the kids and and God's blessed this beyond our wildest dreams uh, now it's four years later there are five independent services operating in our building we have service you know all day long from 10 in the morning till 9 at night frequently on Sunday in five separate languages and attempting to start services in other languages as well and we still have no idea what we're doing but god continues to bless it despite our our idiocy (laughs) and you've been listening to josh and lauren manning heeding the call and following their heart and following their god and doing essentially a turnaround when we come back more of this remarkable story here on our american stories Lee Habib here, the host of Our American Stories. Every day on this show, we're bringing inspiring stories from across this great country. Stories from our big cities and small towns. But we truly can't do this show without you. Our stories are free to listen to, but they're not free to make. If you love what you hear, go to OurAmericanStories.com and click the donate button. Go to OurAmericanStories.com and give. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we return to Our American Stories and Pastor Josh Manning and his wife Lauren's story of operating a church in the small town of Knoll, Missouri, where many immigrants call home and call his church home. In fact, Josh has five different services in five different languages at his church, using interpreters to spread the gospel in the process. But why did these immigrants, especially the Karin people from Myanmar, start attending Knoll Community Baptist Church? Let's continue with the story. So we don't have a whole lot of prior information, but one little segment we do know is that a gentleman that we just love and such a gracious man named Mike Brown, he saw the refugees coming into the town. He saw the changing demographics. He saw the potential and he saw, you know what, the the nations are coming to us. Let's reach out to the nations. Let's not sit here in fear and get to know them. And so he went to, I think he just randomly went to the Corinne housing, if mm-hmm. I understand right. They were all sleeping on the ground. They yeah. had no furniture. So Mike talked to the people at the church at that time and said, let's buy mattresses for every Corinne family. <laughs> and so the church did. And they made a relationship with them. And they started going fishing together. They started hanging out. And little by little, they started populating the church. And then before long, a translator was needed because... The sermon became bilingual, <laughs> and so our translator Yemenu stepped up and became the translator. He's also the 
liaison at Tyson for the Korean people. So he translates for a living. He's excellent, excellent at it. And uh, my Naso, the father of my translator, Ye Minu, this guy is just the American dream on steroids. So my Naso uh, gets captured by the Burmese army. Uh, him and seven, or six other men, seven men total, and he was given the job of walking in front of the army to set off landmines. And so um, he's captured. Yemenu is just a baby, if I understand right, at that point. So he's away from home. He's a long ways away. Um, after about a year, there's only him and one other guy left. They were in a tiger pit at night, and they overheard that they were going to get executed the next morning. So Maineso gets out of the tiger pit, runs through the jungle, comes back to the family. They're reunited, and they're out of there. So it takes quite a bit of time through very, very rugged terrain till they arrive in a refugee camp in Thailand. Once they're there, you basically have a 500-acre area, or however large it is, kind of fenced off. Amen described it as, on your third offense uh, leaving this area, you were shot on sight. It was illegal to learn the local language. You had limited opportunity limited educational opportunities, limited everything. You were just there gathering dust in a handmade hut. any rate, over time they get to the opportunity to come to the United States and they do so. So this guy came to the United States in Old Missouri, Midwest, relatively poor place itself. You got really just one main road going through town. Half the businesses are shuttered. We're, we're losing our bank. Uh, we just had to go pick up the safe deposit box from the uh, for the church. Yeah, because yeah, the bank is even leaving town. And what he has done this family is extraordinary. His kids are, are going to college. Uh, they have aspirations of being doctors and lawyers and all those kinds of things. And they are smart enough. They're going to accomplish it. He purchased a house. He's going to pay it off in three years after purchase put significant bulk down in cash because he saved up enough money to do it. Now they have trucks and cars and they become U.S. citizens and they do all these kind of things that that you would hope in your wildest dreams that someone would do coming to the United States. It's just a condition where the gospel is in action and every Sunday he's going to bring his family to church. Now he's a guy that's probably my age or older. Learning the English language is going to be a challenge. And so uh, there's five in which it's preached in every Sunday. You have Spanish, English, Chuuk, Marshall Islands, and Corinne. But there are going to be just like in my service, you're going to have a, a one person who speaks a different dialect of Corinne that's not preached in. Um, I think nine nations of birth is my record for our service. And we're talking like 60 people. And it's, it's a challenge just because even if you, you can communicate, even through a child to an adult and back and forth, you miss enough nuances that some of this stuff ends up being um, <laughs> confusion. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's you, a you, have, you have very different views on how time works. And so my job is kind of like be the central hub and make sure there's not like two services trying to do the same different things in the same spot at the same time. Mm-hmm. Being flexible. How you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just have to be insanely flexible and very comfortable with not knowing what you're doing next week. These 
cultures, honestly, I, I swear they, they decide five minutes before they're doing it and they organize a hundred people meet in the church building. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what to expect. And I was thinking of Gospel Day. So we had just um, been introduced to the Marshall Islands folks. So we didn't know this group very well, and they'd been there a few weeks. And it was late evening, six, seven, eight, nine. Anyway, we look out, and I think Claire, our daughter, was the first to say, Mom, there is a six-foot boat. Sailboat? Yeah. I don't know. It was a sailing that ship. It was a sailing ship replica um, being pushed into the gym. We're Th- talking like Christopher Columbus would have written <laughs> that kind of wooden sailing boat. Yes, a replica. And they, they got it inside the gym and they pushed it in and we we're looking at Facebook Live. It's like, what have we allowed? And what's we're going on? looking at members of the church and they're all like dancing, dancing around, around this wooden boat. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what is happening? <laughs> And this and this is like ten eleven at night. It was late. It was early. Late. <laughs> and the neighbors, I think, oh my goodness, these neighbors are gonna shoot us. What uh-huh. what what is happening? The music is so loud. Didn't know what in tarnation was happening. Turns out it's called Gospel Day. And what they do is they celebrate when the missionaries first came to their island. And how they do that is they bring a, a replica of the wooden sailing ship that came to their island. They fill it full of food and toiletries and stuff like that for the needy in their community to pass out. And they dance and sing, and it's the most beautiful, gospel-centric, wonderful thing ever. But what it looks like is if you're the pastor of the church in the parsonage, (laughs) is you got a 100-plus people dancing around the gym playing music really, really loud at, you know, up till midnight, you know, and on a school night, you know what I'm saying? You know what makes you got school the next morning? And so that that's that's the type of, of life where you have to be very, 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 very flexible. Very. Yes. <laughs> One more very. Yes. Uh, biggest thing I've learned is I'm, I'm never going back to how I worshiped God before. I'm not. Being a follower of Christ means that it permeates every aspect of how you live your life as you prepare for the next. (laughs) The only reason that at the moment of salvation you're not whisked away to heaven at that moment is because we have a job to do, and that's to teach others about Christ. And we should be busying about with that responsibility. And this dynamic of what we have just here in our backyard is one of the most enjoyable things I've ever done in my life. Just the absolute honor to be able to preach Christ in this environment is something I've never had before. And I'm not going back to worshiping God where I sit on a pew at this time on Sunday and then at the minute that this clock strikes noon, I'm out of there going to the restaurant and I've done my duty for the week. That's not going to be the way we're going to live our life. It doesn't mean that I'll be pastor of this church till the day I die. I may very well be that. But whatever we do, we're going to follow Christ in every aspect that we can do. And a great job by Monty Montgomery on the production. By the way, I love the line that Josh said, The nations are coming to us. Let's not live in fear. Let's get to know and serve these people. Our faith in action story, so many great stories in this great country of people of all faiths 
serving their God here on Our American Stories. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.